I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the Value Factory. are back everybody welcome to another week of podcasty goodness we got a lot a lot of things we want to talk about today we're going to talk about uh we're going to talk about a, a specific issue that happened last night uh the new doom event that's out a uh, cc chart that was uh, linked to us in our discord and about a new weapon that was linked to us in our discord uh shout out to members of the discord make sure you guys go down in the description uh below and click the Discord invitation. Join up with the uh, community Discord. We're always having uh, interesting and sometimes silly uh, conversations in there. I just recently, due to some requests, added both a meme channel, because no Discord is complete without a meme channel, uh, and also a uh, bot channel, so now that we can have um, specific roles for the classes that you play, the regions that you're in, and also... Uh, that is also to make the Discord a little more colorful. It was a little bland. Everybody was just a normal gray. So now you get a uh, specific color based on what region you're in. So make sure you join the Discord. Take advantage of all those uh, things that we're giving to you guys. And uh, sooner or later we'll have a community night. Me and Frosty can never get get our schedules on board to make that happen. But maybe we'll do it sometime this week. Um, that being said, let's get right into the comments. So, we're going to start with YouTube first, because there was a Reddit post, and Frosty is going to get to that, but we're going to do YouTube first. Um, Mr. Board Slice says, Reslar stinks. I'm not going to read the rest of this comment. <laughs> is it all bad? <laughs> no, it's not. It's just, I'm offended, dude. How dare you? Yeah. And also, how did you know? Uh, what? No, I just... Reslar's you're about to insult me. Your business. You're yes. about to insult me, weren't you? No, I just you. I the funny thing is, like, I've never smelled you before, but I would assume that it wouldn't be a good smell. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Feels bad. You know what? I'm gonna start a new podcast with. Uh, I'm gonna start a new podcast with Shaky Bay. Screw this. <laughs> he has a podcast. All you'd have to do is join his. I think. <laughs> Uh, he says, um, Archer can do Histria, but why do Histria when we were the number one Aukman class? With having said that, I've done so much time in Aukman now and now and have 50 red shards. So I'm going to go Histria to where I'm no longer top tier, but mid to high mid top tier. Damn it. Phone, I thought I turned you down. Phone is now turned down. Uh, chill back a little and not care about hitting 8k trash an hour and getting a little change of scenery. Yes, from a cave to a cave. Uh, plus yeah. I keep <laughs> blowing up my Tungrads, so I want to put those red shards to good use. <laughs> From a really horrible cave, though, to, like, a, a only kind of bad cave. Aukman's... I cannot stand being in Aukman for more than, like, 20 minutes. I get depression in there. Uh, Mr. Board Sliced also says, Macaloids are fine. I did the opposite of Cinny. We actually had a conversation about this in the Archer Discord. I swapped to Hooms and didn't like it. Uh, as it didn't save me at all from being one-shot, so I swapped back. Also, the should include the fact that Cinny is 320 DP. If I get that high on DP, I will probably switch to Hooms. Class is squishiest next to Maywa, 
I value ignore resist pretty high. The stamina and AP from Macaloids are a non-factor to me. The accuracy from Hooms are a non-factor to me as well, as I still one-shot hybrids where my accuracy is at. I recommend trying both. If you're newer to this game or make a lot of mistakes, I'd go Hooms. They give you a little more room for screw-ups. Also excited to hear the underwater zone is uh, as that basically pushes Archer to being high tier in Histria with the new draughts you can get from there. About time we are catching up to KR. Um, so my thoughts are, yeah, Archer's definitely better in Aukman. Like, Archer is right now king of Aukman. Like, there's not a better class in the game than Archer in Aukman. So, until you racked up a bunch of red shards, you know, stay, stay in Aukman. And then, um, I don't know, like, for me, I just, I guess if you need stamina, the Macalot or Macalot Crystals, whatever they're called, are cool, but... I don't know. I just feel so squishy without Hooms. Even for like ancillary damage and Node War and Siege, I, I hate not having them. Um, yeah. and I was kind of curious. Like, why is why is Gervish so bad? What, is like it, what does Gervish skill. even give? It gives weight. Crap, I don't know. Yeah, it's bad. Interesting. Um, I also like, I had not heard that Maywa is the squishiest class. Like if I had to say the two most squishy classes, I would say DK and Ranger, and then I would probably go Tamer Archer, right? Uh yeah. I'd say I I think Ranger is probably the squishiest class in the game. Uh and then probably I would probably go Tamer next, but DK would be right after. So yeah, I can agree with that list. Definitely don't think Maywa is as squishy as uh, Ranger, though. Rangers are like, you breathe in their general direction and they fall over. Yeah. Um, moving on. Kami, Kami Kaz? Kami Koz? He's got a zero in his name, so I'm not sure if it's... it's probably can't Kami Kaz, I'm guessing. Ah, these names. Listener here, uh, listener from Norway here, so counts as EU listener. Mostly listen to you while working after posted on YouTube. Keep up the good work, although I don't agree with all your viewpoints, especially the ninja hate. I do love that your arguments are almost always based on facts. Hey, what's with that almost there, bud? Uh, and legitimate concerns and not just emotion. 100% agree that Archer scales way too hard with OP, uh, AP, rather. Fought a 293 AP Archer a week or so ago. Never even got close. Yeah. <clears throat> um yeah, Archer's crazy at that AP. I don't have ninja hate. I think the podcast as a whole has ninja hate because Rosar <laughs> has so much deep seated <laughs> hatred for ninjas, but I think ninja right I now don't. right now I think ninja's actually it's fine. Unless yeah. it's a trial ninja then. If it's you fine. guys if you guys heard Frosty fighting Sammy Boy the other day you 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 would you'd be rolling your eyes right now that's all i gotta say dude it, it was it was rough like he had <laughs> it was funny because we were like arguing about the damage and he was telling me like that he still has to actually do a full combo and yada yada whatever like was going back and forth typical barbaric my class sucks kind of balance wine and then he actually cc'd me and killed me with just serpent ascension from full hp yeah, like trial character versus trial character when we were practicing for the 2v2 thing and I was like what I was like Sammy you need to say what your combo is right now and he literally just couldn't stop laughing 
Yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty yikes. Um, yeah. Mike H. says, been looking for a BDO fan podcast since launch. GG, well played. Well, you found it. Welcome. Uh, Nitrack says, I would like an objective-based game mode that emulates grind spot PvP. Two players compete over one grind spot. Player with most trash loot at the end wins uh, all the loot farmed. It would be cool to have a game mode based on what gameplay we realistically experience in the game. I like that idea. It would have to simulate T4 pets for everyone, otherwise it'd be super pay-to-win game mode. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, but, that actually yeah. sounds pretty... Uh, that sounds kind of interesting, actually. They, of course, they some classes would just be absolutely shafted out of it, though. I, I talked about this before. If it was instead of loot, but, like, grind speed, like, killing mobs and stuff, I think it'd be cool and, like, you get points. Because that's what, in Ion, they had this dredgy and ship thing where you got points for killing mobs and players. So, and it was whoever had the total amount of points at the end won. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Austin Lasseter says, Big Nose got me, Lamal. Great episode hearing you guys talk about past fights. Sparked memories of my own relatableness. Awesome. I text, I don't mm-hmm. think relatableness is a word. Is it? <laughs> it's uh, relatability. Relatability? That doesn't sound right either. Eh, anyway, what do I know? Uh, Guden Drunk says, can Reslar do every podcast drunk? No, I can't. Uh, he can't. He could. I can't. He no. oddly is choosing not to, and I don't understand why. Because uh, I don't want to destroy my liver. Thank you. <laughs> Livers. That's why God gave us three or two of them. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, if I had that rum that my cousin got uh, from whatever country it was, I don't remember, at my house, I might consider it. That stuff is so good. Uh, Thomas Springett says, EU listener here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that was because of our comment on the last podcast where I, I said, I don't think we have many EU listeners or that was our oh, first yeah, EU yeah, listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turned out I was completely wrong. We had like 15 responses across the Reddit, YouTube, and the Discord saying like, I'm from EU, I'm from EU. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. We're basically an EU-based podcast. <laughs> uh Sphero yep. says, I've been looking for ranked 1v1, 2v2, and 3v3s forever. This has been long overdue. Yeah, I think it's part of the excitement behind the BSL, like having something to like work towards. Man, a ladder would just, if you can just queue up for ladder, even if it was like similar money to RBF where it's kind of bad, I would be doing it all day. Yeah, that would be really, really interesting. I, I probably wouldn't participate that much, but I would like to keep track of everything just to see, like, who's at the top of what, you know, that'd be that'd be yeah. an interesting thing to look at. The the sad thing is it'd probably be just as shitty ranking as RBF where it's based on total kills and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> um, Luke John says, I remember my first beer. Hell yeah. I actually Hell remember yeah. mine, too. I hated it. First yeah. time I ever had beer. Yeah, I, I like actually avoided it for years after that. Well, I I was pretending for the best. to drink. Disgusting. I was at a I was like at a party or whatever, you know, when I was like young in high school, and I was handed a beer, and I was like, "Oh, dude!" Like I wasn't nervous to be drinking; like it was bad. I was just like I had a sip, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is awful!" So I had to pretend <laughs> to drink it 
just so I didn't look like that kid that's like afraid to drink beer, you know? I was like, I, I want to fit in. I got to finish this beer. So I'm like slowly pouring it out when no one's looking. And it was bad, dude. It was bad. <laughs> I remember uh, I remember when I was uh, visiting colleges because uh, I was uh, getting offered some scholarships to play football and stuff. And so I was visiting these different colleges, a couple different colleges. And one of them that I went to, it was like an overnight thing or whatever. And uh, apparently it was a normal thing, like whenever the potential recruits stayed overnight with like the, like, I forget what they were called. It's like these students and these, uh, these football players that would like, like keep track of you basically, make sure you don't get lost. And like, it was normal for them to like have a party for all the recruits and stuff. And like, the only thing they had to drink was beer. Like, that was it. There's like, literally, they didn't even have like water or anything. Cause this is like a college campus party, you know, or whatever. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I fucking hate beer. I It's so nasty. I've tried so many different kinds. It's all just disgusting to me. So I'm just sitting there super awkward, like, don't really want to drink, not really, like, having fun hanging out with people because I'm just not a party, like, person. I just don't do that, especially with people I don't know. And uh, the rooms were connected. It was, like, two rooms were connected by one bathroom. So I go into the bathroom, and then I look into the other room, and there's these dudes hanging out playing uh call of duty on the xbox 360 and so <laughs> i walked in there and i was like hey what you guys up to they're like oh we're just playing call of duty i was like hey mind if i join you they're like yeah sit down man <laughs> so I literally, I literally left a college party to go play xbox 360 with some random dudes yeah. i feel like the the sad takeaway from that is that you were playing that shitty game sober yeah right dude I mean, hey, it was, it was all they had, you know? Oh, what can I say? They didn't have a PC set up with BDO on it, otherwise I would have been doing that. <laughs> BDO? It's like, are you guys playing BDO? <laughs> At a party? Hell yeah, dude. Uh, Supermaxter33 says they should add a career kill counter. Uh, I'm guessing for open world. That would be kind of interesting, but kind of useless at the same time that i feel like they'd have to fix a lot of the issues with open world for that to really mean anything honestly it's just too vague of information yeah uh he also said i think instead of new group pve experience they sh they need to show rbf some more love uh i'm assuming he's saying more love because he is aware of those uh buffs that we're getting to it in terms of the money department I do agree. I wish they would make it a little bit better. Or did those already go through? Did those go yeah, through we yet? Yeah, we have those. We have the new yeah, money yeah. changes. Yeah. Um, and the new RBF crystals. Yeah. Which aren't super good, I don't think. I haven't really heard um, anybody be really talking about them. Yeah, the human damage is a weird thing that needs to be tested, so. Yeah. Good on T1s, at least. Good on, great on T1s, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Exile says, well, I'm from South Africa and I play on BDO Xbox. Also in regards to that statement. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We got, we got viewers all over the place. For See how dare uh, you regionalize them? <laughs> yeah. And from a different console. Yeah. They're on a console. Xbox. That's interesting. Um, Vivid Darkside says, UK listener from day one. Keep up the great work. Thanks, brother. Glad to have your support. Uh, 
Zex Zero says, uh, third, hey, what was that song playing during the Super Week montage? Which I already replied to this, but for anybody else who was wondering, it was You Say Run from the My Hero Academia OST. Hella good song. Uh, Infrax hashtag MadGearFFM says, Infrax is better than Infrax second. I don't know what any of this means. Yeah, me I'm I'm gonna be real with you. He's he lost me. There's there's some weird meta shit going on here that I'm not I'm not I'm not comprehending. Uh, and then uh, Bob Joe says Q is better than Harry Boy three thousand first. So apparently, apparently there's a lot of people that have issues with a lot of other people in in our comments section. I don't know. It's weird. One of them is self hatred, apparently. Infrax versus Infrax second. Maybe that's his son or something. <laughs> Who knows? Nobody knows. Alright, that's it for the YouTube comments. Thanks everybody for dropping one. Make sure to leave one on this video as well. Um, yeah, appreciate all the support. Frosty had some Reddit stuff you wanted to do, right? Yeah, so I'm just going to rifle through these really quickly. Dr. Positive replied to the Reddit post. Thanks for having me, guys. Good vibes guy replied to him saying he's proud of him. Bible thump. Uh, Fat Astronaut says, Frosty, great stuff as always. My new history of pal. I'm not going to be in history as much. It's, I don't have, I'm not going to have Castle Buff for a while. Um, feels bad. <laughs> Shadows Army says, yes. Uh, Frothy Logger says, thanks for all the great PvP memories. I miss our tourney, our attorneys in Friday Fight Night, which, do you still commentate that or play by play that? Uh, no. He got I mean, fired. I'm, if, I'm not in the guild anymore, so. Uh, Frothy said, if you ever need me to roleplay as Big Sasha for 3v3 training again, let me know. Um, and then Yumi says, before Reslar butchers my, butchers my nickname again, you can just call me Yumi. I asked Amun his stream. He is a Valky from Black Rose. If he knew about the podcast called Value Pack, he answered, who is Frosty? Then he said, people from Black Rose seem to be very close. That's true. And then he added a bunch of technical stuff about the podcast, which is very helpful. So I appreciate that. I, and then Muffin Man said, listen to it this morning. Great podcast as always. Also brings Firo on. Uh, little Dancing Man. Haven't had a chance to listen yet, but certainly will be. Uh, someone says, how many mullets are you guys at now? Um, that's what short, Shortener Verge says. Shorter Good question. Than, Let me check. Than your, oh, shorter right than now. your Shorter than uh, your average. Yeah, do you know I'm, your total mullet? Are you keeping them all? Yeah, I'm at 639, which is like really far behind. Yeah, I sold all mine so I could buy stuff. But I, I didn't probably... get to... Uh, Garmin? Yeah. No, I, I just been AFK fishing one network or asleep, so it's not too many either. I'm probably around the same as you. Yeah, I didn't get to uh, AFK fish over last weekend because uh, I, I, I just didn't care about... Like, I left it Friday, whenever I left, Friday evening, whenever I left to go to Louisiana, I had my inventory completely empty, and I said, whenever it fills up is whenever it fills up. I don't really care. That so, it was basically, like, probably a full day of not fishing for me, which set me behind. Also, I got really screwed. Over the course of, like, three days, I caught, like, 50 mullets at one point. I got, like, mega screwed at one point. So, that was fun. Um... Sarak says, A, good shit. And then Big Boy Bodhi says, good stuff, B-W-O. So that's all the 
Reddit comment. Thank you guys for commenting on Reddit. Whenever we have a post up there, it's always cool to see those a few different people posting there. Um, we always reply or at least read the uh, YouTube ones out loud. So if you have anything you want to say, feel free to add it to the YouTube channel if there's not a Reddit post. Um, outside of that, I guess uh, moving on. Yeah, moving on. So the first thing we want to address, uh, actually, I should have brought this up at the beginning, but I'll just bring it up now because fuck it. Um, we might sound a little bit different. We're messing around with some audio stuff. Like Frosty said, uh, one of our, uh, one of the lovely viewers that commented on the Reddit post offered us some suggestions about how to better our audio quality. So we're trying to mess around with it a little bit, trying to make it a little bit better. Uh, so if we sound a little strange, a little weird, bear with us. We're going to be testing some things out and trying to get the highest quality we possibly can out to you guys. Um, that being said, our first topic is about the BSL. So as I said last weekend, uh, we are participating or we did participate in the BSL uh, yesterday. We did not make it on stream. The stream only streams the top 16, I think, if I remember correctly. And uh, <laughs> not, we, not just signups. <laughs> yeah, when we got clapped, we we got clapped in the very first round. We lost three one in the very first round, so that feels bad. But uh, nothing we can do about it now. All we can do is is learn from it and and try and do better next time. Uh, we're also signed up for week two and four, I believe. Right, Frosty? Am I wrong? Yeah, I think I think uh, the consensus from you and I was that your V button wasn't working. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dude, there was at least one time in there where I definitely should have been able to V, and it was not letting me. It was very frustrating. I don't know. I, yeah. My my internet may have been particularly shit that day. Who knows? The, the next BSL, you'll be participating in Louisiana. <laughs> one can hope. <laughs> uh, Alright, first actual topic that we want to talk about. Um... Or actually, this isn't even an actual topic. We've talked. We have a lot of little things today. I'm now realizing this. Um, something happened yesterday that I just want to bring up because I feel like it's important to to raise awareness about it. Um, some people are in the mindset of, well, maybe we shouldn't like bring it up because then it's going to get abused a lot. I think it should get abused a lot because that'll make uh, PA get their asses in gear faster and actually fix the problem. Um, so currently, as it stands, mercenaries, whenever a guild hires a mercenary to help with a war, the mercenary, for whatever reason, can remove all the structures uh, of your base. Everything except for the base itself. They can just rip it up, make it not be there anymore. Um, and this is a particular issue because if it was just a guild member or like a quartermaster or an officer or, you know, any of those dudes, you can kick them from the guild and it's no longer an issue. Um, the problem with mercenaries being that they can remove stuff from the base and there's no way of kicking them out of the war. There's no way of unhiring them as a mercenary. There's no way to fire them as a mercenary. They are, once they're in, they're in until the end of their contract, which is, I believe, 10 minutes after the war ends. Um, so what happened yesterday is the my old guild versatile. They hired a mercenary. They hired a couple of mercenaries. I don't know how many exactly. I don't care about the politics behind mercenaries at this point. Um, but one of the mercenaries decided that he was going to rip up 
like gates, walls, all these things that are extremely crucial to uh, defending your base. Basically, constantly setting uh, versatile on the back foot and never really allowing for a fair fight between versatile and the guilds that they were fighting. I think most. I think I heard most of it was against man up. They were basically fighting man up the whole time that they were there, that they were alive. Um, yeah. I'm not going to get into the claims about why he was doing it or, you know, there's claims about, oh, this, these group of people sent him to do it, this, that, and the other. I'm not going to get into that. The main reason I'm bringing this up is because I want to raise awareness that it is an issue and I want to push people to push PA and Cacao to fix it because it is a very serious issue. Um, I personally just don't think mercs should be allowed in siege at all, which I know is probably a very unpopular opinion. But in my opinion, siege should be your strongest, you at your strongest versus us at our at our strongest. It shouldn't be us at kind of our strongest, filled with twenty to thirty mercenaries. That's I find that to be very silly for what is supposed to be the highest tier of PvP in this game. Um, that being said, that's probably a very unpopular opinion. And most people would probably re-it me for even suggesting that. But either way, again, main purpose of this is to get awareness out that mercenaries can remove the annexes of your fort, and you can't do anything about it. So please push Cacao, push Perlibus to fix this, because I guarantee you this isn't the, the last time that this is going to happen. This is going to start to happen a lot, I'm willing to bet, now that it's kind of become... People have known for a while, but now that it's happened in a big siege and that people are making a big deal about it, I think the clip of the guy removing the gate is at like a thousand views or something, the Twitch clip. So people are seeing it, people are sharing it, people are, are spreading the knowledge, so make sure you guys get that out as well so we can get this fixed as soon as possible. Um, Frosty, you got anything on that? Uh, yeah, it's uh, hilarious that that is such a huge oversight because of how fucking bad it is. Yeah, it's right. so bad. I mean, like pulling up people's fences in a siege for people that don't know. It's like if you if you haven't sieged, you have a different type of gate or barricade that that blocks your walls and they're a lot more difficult to kill. So you have to invest more time. You have to be more cautious with your pushes, stay alive longer. So either your elephants, your horses or just your members can can slowly burn down these fences. So for someone to just completely remove it immediately is such a massive disadvantage because it exposes your whole base, makes it way more difficult to defend. Even if the guild you're against is weaker, and I'm not saying like none of the all politics aside, like you you're just put at such a disadvantage. It's it's horrible. And the fact that you can't kick a merc out if they're being toxic or pulling that or anything it just doesn't make sense um if it's because of the silver thing then just make it so when you invite them to merc they don't get silver until they're kicked out you know like and then if you joined a merc guild you can't rejoin a merc guild if you got kicked out until the following day after reset or whatever it just doesn't seem that hard to fix this problem what i'm saying so hopefully it gets yeah. fixed or just make like Somebody was saying this earlier, like, why can members, even members can remove structures, which is why? Why would that even be allowed? It should be QM officers and GMs that can remove structures. So, change the code to where members can't remove structures anymore, 
because I'm assuming that mercs are treated like members in the code of the game, and that's why they can do that. You know, they're just, they're shown differently in, like, the, the fucking guild page, but they're, in the code, they're probably the exact same as members when they're in the guild. So just change it to where members can't remove uh, annexes. I mean, it's just that easy. So Yeah. And as, as for allowing mercs in general, I think the merc system is cool, even for Siege. I just wish it also had a limit, like the nodes do. Yeah. That's my only thing. Um, I, yeah. But yeah. I, I agree with that. If it was like 15 max Siege, I, I could find right. that acceptable, honestly. I leave it the same as T4, which I think is 10. Yeah. Or 10. 10 would be yeah. fine as well. All right, so that's that. Hopefully that gets resolved soon. I mean, people are more aware, but I have no idea if Kakao or PA are. Hopefully they are. I mean, it had to have happened before, right? This can't be the first time this happened somewhere. Well, like I said, I think people have known for a while that it can happen. I think when the Merc system first came out, I remember seeing something about why can Mercs remove annexes. Um, but it's never... I've never at least heard of it being abused to such an extent, like intentionally abused in a siege to particularly fuck a specific guild. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I think the classic scenario is everybody remembers uh, Mr. Bubs in Black Rose, I think it was, right? Where he accidentally removed a supply depot instead of, like, using it or whatever in his first ever node war. I think that was the... Which, I don't think he was a merc. I don't think the merc system was out, but he was just a member. And people were wondering then, like, why can members remove annexes anyway? That just doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but yeah i i think this is the first time that we've seen one person in particular uh abuse the fact that they can remove annexes to fuck a specific guild in siege at least maybe it's happened in some node war somewhere i don't know i don't keep track of that shit in siege is what i'm saying so yeah i don't know uh that being said uh the guild that that person is a part of has a lot of new declarations on them so hope they enjoy pvp all right, moving on to lighthearted, more fun stuff. Yeah, lighthearted, more fun stuff. Uh, horses. Horses. Yeah. All right, so Doom Horse is out. So I just want to do, we can go through this real quick. One, the Doom Horse was released. Two, it, it came with an event. So we get extra EXP for horse training and yada, yada, yada. All the normal stuff that we get whenever there's a new horse. Mount EXP, 100%. There's actually life skill EXP plus 100% as well. I don't, I don't, does that stack? I don't even know. Does that mean 200% for mount Probably. training? Probably, um, yeah. But we get these cool drops. The Mysterious Blue Conch, the Fruit of Yianaros, Ye, and the Brilliant Crimson Fireflower. And you can use these to um, add experience or charge, whatever you call it, at the the stable to do a T9 horse attempt. Um, these things freaking drop a lot. Like if you go to a dense area, you get a shitload of these really quickly. But if you just grind like an hour a day and you fish every night, you should be able to do like two horse attempts straight up with just these event items. So yeah. yeah, get out there and grind. And the cool thing, at least for me, like if they were just the fruits and stuff, the normal actual horse stuff, I would probably just sell it for silver. But since I can't sell it, it's not a tradable item. I'm I'm actually gonna do a couple horse stuff. You can sell uh, it. Well, you could sell it for a hundred k. I'm not doing that. It's worth uh-huh. way more than that. That's what I've been doing. 
Do not sell these. What are you doing? I don't even have a T8 like Corsair, nor do I really care about getting a drink more, so fuck it. That's just bonus silver to me. Okay. Alright. For the rest of this podcast, no one listen to Rosar. All right, so if you what? could get a dream, if you could get a dream horse, which one would you go? Unicorn, Pegasus, or Doom? Oh, Doom, definitely. Why? Uh, because Unicorn is useless and Pegasus is meh. Why is the uni- the unicorn can run sprint in the desert? Oh wow, so good, dude! You're a hater. I would I'm just probably saying, go I, I, as a Zerker. I'm not going to disclose as to how, but you know I can. As a Zerker, I can cross the desert faster than a unicorn. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> someone quote need that quote. Resler quote: As a Zerker, I can cross the desert faster than a unicorn. I'm not going to well, disclose how. Some yeah. people might already know, but I can cross the desert faster <laughs> than a unicorn. Um, <laughs> I think that. I mean, the Pegasus, I think, has the most utility for, like, Node War and Siege, but the Doom just looks so badass. Yeah. I would would love it. Like, the ground is just on fire under them. It looks so... I'm a big visual person. I'm a big, like, costumes person, uh, which is why I've dropped so much money on this game. Uh, So, the Doom Horse, aesthetically, is just way more pleasing to me than the Pegasus or the Unicorn, honestly. It looks so cool. Yeah. yeah. Can you put a costume? See that? No, I don't think so. Ah, well, that's shitty. All or right. Maybe, maybe you can, and just every T9 I've ever seen is hiding the costume because they want everybody to see they have a T9. I don't know. All right. All right. Get out there and grind, people. There's a T8 Corsairs just sitting on by. Um, but yeah, grind high dense, like the high density areas. Pirates. Actually, Sam, a friend of mine, was grinding at Pirates. He was getting so many, dude. He was getting like, somewhere between 5 and 15 of each in like an hour. Yeah. There's a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, get those been dropping quite a bit for sure. So, uh, if you're I, interested in getting a dream horse, go take care or uh, take advantage of that event because that is huge. Yeah. I want the horse market to be flooded with T9 so I can buy one at min price, you know? Yeah, it, that's that's my point exactly. Like, I'm just going to wait for like, in a like seven eight months when there's going to be fucking t9s like at a relatively cheap price compared to what they are now probably not flooding the market but they're going to be available and i'll just buy one instead of like slapping attempts over and over and over again like 34 temps like a uh, frothy to get a pegasus yeah. <laughs> can you can you list a horse at a lower price i don't know i've never sold a horse before actually i assume it would work like the market though yeah would it not i don't know maybe not i think it's kind of locked i'm not sure though who knows um we need to have the uh we need our our horse friend on here the legendary (laughs) 2t9 holder (laughs) our friend with the horse face yeah we gotta bring him on dude no i want that guy from eu that has four t9s he has the t9 wagon did you see that oh right well he has the unicorn the two pegasus the white and the black (laughs) and then the doom horse that's crazy. Oh, he has a black Pegasus too. God. Yeah, he bought it for like I think he said he bought it for like forty billion or something. I don't remember, but some insane amount of money he paid for the. You remember the luxury auction house we had like yeah. one time, and it's never time, come yeah. back since. They put an NPC in every city so they could sell one item. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, oh. All right, on to this uh, chart. 
Oh, shit. I don't even have it open. Yeah, I gotta find it also. It's um, in the discussion, I believe. Yeah. Here we go. Got it. All right. Yeah, so this is a chart about uh, protections. Uh, the amount of protections that they have, basically. Um, this is a slightly different chart than the one from a while back that had to do with protection uh, CCs. This is just protections, and uh, it talks about, or it talks about, it has the uh, protection cooldown as well, which is kind of interesting. So, you, why don't you start us off on it, well, Frosty? I, I mean, so we'll have a link to it. It's in the Discord. I mean, we could put a link to it in uh, on YouTube so people can kind of see the whole breakdown. But my 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 thing with this is that even keeping in mind cooldowns, um, there's just so many other variables that have to do with every single one of these classes, essays, and frontal guards that this chart like almost tells me nothing. So you have like the average protection cooldown and the number of essays for each class, which is like, okay, so you have Mystic 16, Valkyrie only five, Sorceress only four essays, and then you move on to Frontal Guards and and like the numbers change and are different for every single class. You have Valkyries have no iframes, some classes have a bunch. But the thing is, is like Zerker, for example, is my biggest one, which you can elaborate, is like According to this chart, Zerker has 13 super armors, 6 frontal guards, 0 iframes. So that's kind of a lot of protected skills, except like 4 of them are grabs, or 3 of them are grabs, 2 of them yeah. are heals, and they're not like used in a way, like it's not like skills you rotate for yeah. protection kind of thing, you know? I don't know, so... Yeah, it's it's very... So as a Zerker, I always look at stuff like this and I just roll my eyes because it's this kind of stuff that to people that don't play Zerker or don't understand Zerker, they look at this and they just go, oh, look, this is why. This is why they're so OP. I remember when the Protection CC chart came out a while back and everybody was citing it to me as a reason as to why Zerker was so broken. They're like, look, 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 Zerker's so broken. Look at how many protected CCs they have. They have so many protected CCs. Not understanding that three of Zerker's grapples are protected, which means they're protected CCs. Every grapple in this game, aside from Warrior, as far as my understanding goes, is a protected CC. Uh, Zerker just has more grapples. One of them isn't protected. Three of them are. Also, Zerker has a bunch of heals. They aren't used offensively, they're used defensively. They do CC at one point in the animation, at some point in the animation. Uh, they have four heals. One of them is only a protected CC when it's the BSR 100% per, for pre-awakening. Uh, one of them isn't even a CC. It's just protected. The other two, one of them is super armor. And then at the very last hit of the animation, it is a knockdown. And I, I've said this forever and I'll keep saying it. If you get knocked down by that ability, you should probably just take your hands off the keyboard because that is really bad. Uh, and then the other one is only frontal guard. So first of all, that should be pretty easily abusable. Um, and it's a protected CC again on the last hit of the animation. So if you're getting CC'd by that, 
I don't know what to tell you, man. It's super telegraphed and it is super like easy to avoid. So people don't take these things into account when they look at charts like this as like, oh yeah, that's what that is. So if we take away both the grapples and the heels, or actually since this isn't a CC chart, we'll just take away the grapples because the grapples are only super armor for half a second if you miss. So we can take away the grapples and this brings Zerker down to 10. It brings Lon down to 13. So Lon still has three super armors on Zerker on top of one frontal guard and one iframe. Same amount of mix. Does that mean Lon is more broken than Zerker? No, absolutely not. Does it mean Lon's more protected than Zerker? I think there's an argument to be made. That doesn't mean Lon is stronger though. While moving. Not protected movement, sure. Yeah. Like that's the other thing too, right? It's completely separated by movement and attacking abilities and like even the land's grab doesn't have protection. Oh, it doesn't really? No. It's not it has no protection. It's not super armor. Oh, today I learned. I thought it was super armor. Yeah, dude, just punch it's him in the face like, if you ever see him try it. It's just like warrior, no protection, <laughs> feels bad. Right. Um, yeah, so so Lon yeah. would actually have four super armors on Zerker then if we take away the grapples from the super armor camp of Zerker. So right. I mean but again that like I it's just there's so many like you said, there's so many variables that it's just really it, it it's so misleading. I would like to see one of these charts where it's actually fully broken out into here's the here's the skills that are protected movements. Here's the skills that are protected CCs. Here's the skills that are, like in Zerker's case, like these protected heals, which means they're not used offensively, right? An extensively defensive skill. Same thing for like uh, Mystic's little like self-PA that they do. That is a purely defensive skill. That's not a skill that you, you, you get a CC and then you use your self-PA. You know, it's not an offensive skill. So maybe have a category where it's, you know, defensive only abilities. And then these are the ones that are protected. These are the ones that aren't. I don't know. There's, there's always such variable, like variability with these charts that I feel it never really does it justice. And all it does is the people that want to see a specific thing out of these charts, like they see it, they get to see it and then they go, yeah, 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 look, 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 this is what I've been talking about. This is what I've been talking right. about this whole time. Like. And they don't understand, like, the nuances with, like, the different classes and what the abilities do and mean. Like, what situations they're used in. I don't know. It's always just so silly. I mean, as simple as, like, the, you know, the unlimited iframe argument with Sork on here. So, Sork, if you just look at the base chart, not the individual class charts, it says Sorceress has four iframes, Ninja has five. But it's literally counting Nightmare and one of Nightmare's flows as an iframe. But yeah. <laughs> like, that, I mean, I guess it's yeah. like one of those things like, yes, you're in invincibility when you're invisible, but you're not, it's not safe to go in or come out of nightmare. Plus it's predictable and you move very slowly when you're in it and you're limited on time. So the person knows somewhere between now and the next four seconds, you're about to pop out. And when you do, you're going to be completely unsafe. And yeah. Whereas like Nightcrow is like a valid one, right? Because you can move any direction. It's an iframe and you can flow it together. But like, I don't know, just the blanket statement that that has four iframes <laughs> is funny to me. I don't know. 
it's also, weird. I'm not looking at the abilities, so I might be wrong on this, but I'm trying to think in my head the six frontal guard abilities that Zerker has. I'm pretty sure what he's counting in this chart for uh, Zerker's frontal guard ability. Ready? I have the yeah, six here. Tackling Rock. Mm -hmm. Wrath of the Beast. Mm -hmm. Ire of the Beast. Mm -hmm. Flame Buster. Mm -hmm. Titan Blow. Mm -hmm. And Flow Ancient Wave. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what he, I thought he was counting. So literally all of those skills aside from Wrath of the Beast and Ire of the Beast, which Ire of the Beast is a flow, uh, they're actually charge abilities that are only frontal guard while you're charging them and not protected while you're using them, which is kind of a big deal, but it doesn't say it anywhere in this chart. It doesn't say, hey, by the way, we're counting Tackling Rock, which is only Frontal Guard while you're charging it for the, like, half second that it is charged for before you use it as a movement. Same thing with the Rebom. Uh, if you look at Zerker's Rebom, it says two out of four. One of those is the Super Armor Heal with no CC. The other one is the, uh, oh, God, what's it called? Feral Stampede, which is just like Tackling Rock in that, yeah, it's a frontal guard while it's charging and then while you're actually using the ability while you're actually moving while the ability is actually being used it's completely unprotected doesn't say that anywhere though and i'm sure that's the same for a right. lot of these classes where they have these abilities that are protected while they're charging but then while they're using them it's not protected at all i know warrior is one warriors uh uh reckless blow i'm pretty sure is uh frontal guard while charging as well but then it's not protected while you're using it. Uh, I don't know. Flow Reckless Flow is a super armor. Flow Reckless. So it's super armor while you're charging? Is I don't think Reckless Blow. I, I don't know. I don't know the skill well enough. It's just a super armor on this chart. Yeah. If it's a. Because I know it's not protected while you're using it. Right, right. Okay. So, so it's a it must skill, be yeah. super armor while you're charging it instead of frontal guard. So. Right. Same thing, though, like, of course, with that in particular, Reckless Blow uh, is a lot quicker than a lot of the Zerker skills that was mentioned, aside from Ancient Wave. It's a lot faster of an ability, but still the same thing, right? They're counting it as a protection when it's only protection while they're charging, which, by the way, Reckless Blow, nobody even charges it. You just let it go early. There's a trick to use it early. You don't have to charge it full blast. Same thing with Ancient Wave. You never have to change, you never have to charge Ancient Wave up, so the frontal guard is non-existent because you don't actually use it. There might be some situations where you're like, you notice that this person is about to use a CC, and so when you reel back to use the Ancient Wave, you actually hold it for a half a second, let the frontal guard absorb it, and then let it shoot. But that is like, I do that maybe once a week, once every two weeks. That is a very rare occasion that that is actually useful. And I'm sure it's the same thing for, like, these other classes that have similar type things. So, I don't know. It's, it, these charts, man, I you know what? It, it, I suppose it's, I don't know. I don't want to shit it, on people for taking time out of their day to, to do this kind of stuff, to break these kind of things down. But I what I'll say is that people should always take these things with a grain of salt and know that there's always going to be... Like, extenuating circumstances, there's always going to be variables, there's always going to be whatever that these charts just don't account for, and it's really hard to. 
And so instead of looking at a chart like this and going like, oh yeah, this is it. This is, this is exactly what I've been talking about and go like, okay, so this is kind of interesting, but I can see where this might be this, this might be this because it's never as, it's never so easy. It's, it's just not. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of my thing too. Like you were saying, it tells the story that the people who, the oftentimes the people who are complaining about something want to be told, but it's not really true. It's not as black and white as it looks on paper. Exactly. Um, so, I don't like, know. My not favorite to mention, thing, yeah. I was about to say my favorite thing on this whole chart is that you look at Ranger and it says eight overall protections. Have you ever fought a good Ranger? Have you ever fought Crit and seen <laughs> how protected that dude is? Go fight Crit and then come back and tell me, look, Ranger, Ranger only has eight protections. Look at how weak they are. Look at how unprotected they are. They're so bad. Go fight Crit, come back and look at this fucking chart. And you tell me if this shit makes sense. I can tell you right now, it doesn't. Like, it's just, it just, it doesn't paint an honest picture. Hey, so it's only have it, 11. That's second worst. Yeah, it can help paint an honest picture as long as you take everything that you're looking at with a grain of salt. But if you just take this as absolute fact, this is exactly what it is. The most protected classes are uh, Mystic and Striker, and the least protected class is Ranger. 1,000%, that's the end of it. No, that's not the end of it. It's 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 just not. I agree with this chart. Sork needs buffs. Sork needs buffs, dude. Buff, sork, sorks and mooses need buffs, dude. They're struggling here. <laughs> Only 11 and 12 protection. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like... Uh, it's, it's actually really cool how they broke down this warrior, the sork. They had, like, different people from each class to kind of help fill in these charts, like, subcharts. Say what all these skills do that have protection. And how long the cooldown is and stuff, but yeah, it's just all these skills mechanically work so differently. So it's hard. Like if someone who fights against Wheel of Fortune from a Dark Knight, for example, will be like, "Dude, that skill is busted. Like it has full protection, does a ton of damage, and you get floated out of it." And then someone that actually pilots a Dark Knight is like, "Dude." The thing I hate about Wheel of Fortune is that there's this huge gap where it's unprotected. And every time I use it, I get CC'd, you know? So, like, the point of view is so different based on how the skills actually work that just saying it's a protected skill doesn't tell the whole story. That's why I don't really think that this chart helps with anything more than, like, doing tests in-game would help. I think that would be way more helpful to see kind of how classes perform under different circumstances and situations versus seeing the overall total number of skills. Not to mention the amount of skills that are completely useless to have protections that are locked or not specced into at all. Which, yeah. on, I mean, almost every class has like one or two skills that have protection that you actually can't use anyway. Um, judgment of Light, I'm looking at you. Yeah, tackling wrong. Judgment of Light on Valkyrie with your forward guard, you lie. Tackling Rock is like never used. Feral Stampede is like pretty good it goes pretty far and is pretty fast so like if you're if you're making if you're doing it right then it can be used to some effect uh tackling rock is fucking useless it's super slow it doesn't go far it, it goes like maybe half the distance that feral stampede goes 
it's never used. But yet, it's going to be cited as a protected CC, you know, by this chart and by the other chart. And people are going to shove it in my face and be like, look, 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 look at this protected CC. Look at this protected CC. It's like, yeah, dude. Okay, go use it in uh, 1v1 and tell me how good it is. Like, uh, so annoying. Just a hater. Dude, I, I do think, too, there's this weird, there's a weird, I don't know, people don't realize, I think, with ranged classes, that part of the advantage of being ranged is that people have to invest skills, cooldowns, and time to move closer to a ranged character. So, like, a lot of the time, a ranged character is going to have less protection. And I that's true in almost all game. At least that I've played. Like, a character with a lot of range generally does have less protection because you're kind of, like, hiding back. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, that's, like, kind of natural. I think. I mean, I guess Ar- Archer has a lot of protections considering its range, but... Um, that's a whole nother beast. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like... The other thing that I just thought about, because I just noticed that Musa is at 12 protections, which is like... Yeah, Musa and Sark needs buffs. I told you that. Yeah, Musa's not protected enough. It's not enough that they have... Their right click is a movement super armor that's also an iframe once every two seconds. That's not enough. No, 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 no. More protections. Like, oh man. And I'll subscribe to the idea that maybe Musa needs some small buffs here or there. Uh... But protections, I'm not convinced is one of them. I'm just not. Like, yeah. these classes with these... Again, another thing this chart doesn't tell you. Like, the fact that, like, Musa, Mewa, Ninja, Kuno, all these classes with these spammable protected movements, sure, they don't go very far, but the fact that they're spammable on this, like, one-second cooldown is, like kind of an important thing that would well, probably want to be mentioned. It's it's kind of listed here on the average protection cooldown on the right. That's why I like that note. Even though they have fewer protections, it's still like the average cooldown of their protections is kind of low. And you better leave Kuno out of this. <laughs> dude, ninja <laughs> stuff, it's like... Uh, That's not Kuno, like... dude. Kuno doesn't have that. Yeah, they do. Or, no, wait, is that not the F? What is the F? Ghost step? Ghost step. Yeah, thank you. That's an iframe, is it not? Am I stupid? It is. It is. Yeah. And that's like on a one second cooldown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Spammable iframe. You're going to chase someone with that? No, I'm just saying that it's an iframe on a one second cooldown. That's yeah. kind of a big deal. You know? Like, that's cooldowns are a thing that people don't take into account as well a lot of times. Everybody's like, oh, Ancient Wave, Ancient Wave, Ancient Wave, so OP, so OP, damage is so broken. Yeah, it's on a 30-second cooldown. So, uh, which is longer than most cooldowns I know of. Like, 30 seconds is a long time in this game. But uh, people are gonna just complain to me every time it gets used. Oh, Ancient Wave, it's so broken. It's so broken, it's the most broken ability in the game. 30-second cooldown. Okay. It is busted, though. Um, <laughs> it does a lot of damage, yeah, and it should. Not anymore, not anymore. 
Yeah, well, apparently it's bugged. I don't know. It's some weird shit going on with Zerker these days. Have you hit someone with it when it does no damage or whatever with the bug? I haven't experienced it, but Xavius has sworn up and down that his Ancient Wave, like, 40% of the time, does, like, next to no damage for some reason. Alright. So, I don't know. And now he's playing Archage, so I don't think he's lying. (laughs) Yeah, no, you know someone feels bad about their class if they're on Archage. Yeah. We'll see him again in a month. (laughs) Yeah. Alright. We should probably move on. So, the chart is... It is cool. It's cool to look at. It's well put together. And I do like this breakdown of every class and you can kind of see everything. Actually, this should maybe be in game. Like this, the Valkyrie sort of like the individual chart. Kind of cool to look at. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think like it, it just sets people off when they see it. And they think a lot of times they think just the raw number validates like how they feel about their class or if they're struggling. Um, but I, I just don't, I just don't think it does. Like for example, I don't, I don't think the mystic, like if you look at this overview, like mystic is insane, right? But yeah. mystic right now, if you're not like super high DP bracket is not forming super well in siege. So you don't really get that from these numbers because it's super protected, so it should be. But in these super armors, you do have to consider the fact that you take damage in super armor and sometimes you just straight up die. Dying yeah. is worse than being CC'd, I'm told. They're, <laughs> they're, uh, that's, a, that's kind of an interesting thing as well that I just realized that Mystic has two more super armors than Striker, but Striker has two more iframes than Mystic. That's kind of interesting. <clears throat> yeah. What are the additional... Mystic, I- oh, Mystic, they- has, Mystic has one more mix uh, protection rather than Striker, but Striker has one more frontal guard than Mystic. Yeah, I think one of Striker's iframes is the Rabam skill that bounces them backwards. I can't think of what the other one is, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of interesting. Yeah. See, I think with sister classes, like, these things are kind of interesting. Like, to me, it's kind of interesting that Witch has one more protection than uh, Wizard. Like, I don't know, that's just kind of interesting to me. And Wizard has one more super armor, but Witch has two more frontal guards. Like, I don't know, looking at that kind of stuff is interesting, but using this as grounds to for confirmation bias, basically, in your head that your class is dog shit and this class is OP. I don't know. It's just silly to me. Right. Wait, this doesn't even count through a BAM skill. So the super armors are Flash Step, Silent Step, Hidden Claw, and Wolf's Hunger on Striker. Those are the four. Yeah, and three of them are protected. Yeah, the overall protections and doesn't account for the Rebombs as well. On Mystic, it doesn't count Flash Step or Silent Step as iframes. It counts them as mixed. Yeah. But I think the mechanics are identical. So that's weird. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> also wizard also, wizard is spelled wrong on this chart and it's triggering me. It is. Also <laughs> the the knight the knight now we're just shitting on the chart, so I might as well point out that the knight and dark knight isn't capitalized and it's the bothering K, the shit out of me. The K in Dark Knight is Knight. Why? <laughs> 
But at least they spelled Maywall right, which is apparently a really hard thing to do. Everybody yeah. spells it wrong, so bonus points for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm tired of looking at this chart. Fuck this chart. This chart is interesting if you take it with a grain of salt, but most people that look at these kind of things don't, so it's uh, fucking useless. Yeah. So, right. moving on. Let's move on. We'll move on to the uh, this cool PvE weapon, but you why don't you, do you understand how the weapon works? Yeah, 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 I do. All right, let's so, hear it. Uh, so somebody the other day linked us a video and a uh, BDR codex. Um, the it's a awakening weapon. Uh, how to explain it? It's an awakening weapon that has monster damage on it, but no AP, or not no AP, but very, very little AP. So what this means is that you sacrifice. Your awakening AP, your awakening weapon AP, for monster damage. Now, you might be saying, like, why would I really want to do that? Because it makes your grinding so much faster if you're capable of grinding quickly in your pre-awakening. Because your pre-awakening AP is still going to be the same, right? If you have, you know, uh, 250 AP with, you know, Kudum, let's say, uh, main hand, and then, you know, 200 and whatever, 250-something AP Awakening with a dandy. And then you take away the dandy and you put on this thing, which I think is called Great Catans. Your Awakening AP is going to drop to the floor because it's only 8 to 17 AP, apparently. But your monster damage, which has affected both your main hand and your Awakening weapon, your monster damage is going to go through the roof. So it essentially will give you on your main hand... Your awakening weapon damage is going to go down, probably, because you're trading out your dandy for this weapon, but your main hand is going to go up, because it's going to go from 250 AP to 250 AP with also a bonus 60 monster attack damage, monster AP, whatever it's called. So it's essentially for classes that grind in pre-awakening, it is going to be really, really, really good. Yeah, that video, I mean, that Maywall destroys in that video. Yeah, Zerkers are gonna be really good. I can oh, already yeah, tell your little, your little spin. You the think they'll keep it like that? Are gonna be think... insane. I mean, it must I don't be see why they wouldn't. Right? I mean, yeah. they, the, here's the thing. Let's 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 not let's not lie to ourselves. There's not a ton of variety in this game, honestly. Like mm -hmm. the, there's not that much variety. Uh, there's pretty much like two things that you can do. We'll say three things. There's full AP, then there's like, you know, some kind of weird hybrid, typically evasion based hybrid build, and then there's the full DP me. Uh, those are the only three things you can do, and those builds don't vary very much, honestly. Um, so I think, you know, anything new, it's gonna, I'm gonna have the same sentiment that I had when we talked about crystals. Anything new, anything different. Anything that's going to change things, even slightly, I'm 100% for. And honestly, I hope to see more stuff like it. Like, I think it would be awesome if they did the same thing, but did it, uh, 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 human damage. PvP. I think that'd be awesome. To just focus on, like, yeah, I mean, you really want to deal with Ninja that does more damage on their Shadow Stomps? Come on, you better... Cut that from the podcast in post, please. 
I'm not going to cut it. I think that would be, I mean, obviously not as much damage as, you know, this is doing. Because that video, that Maywall is absolutely shredding those mobs. That would basically mean instant death. But I think that would be interesting, honestly. I think if they came out with a weapon like this, that had it to where, like, players could be like, yeah, I only use Awakening, so I don't use my pre-Awakening, like, at all. You could even have it where it disables the pre or the Awakening weapon. Like, that's fine, too, so they can't even use it for movement protection, whatever the fuck. I don't even care about that. But, like, I, I think giving players an option to, like, make trade-offs, right? I don't use my Awakening weapon, so I do more damage in my pre-Awakening. Like, that would be interesting. That would change things. That would mean not every single ninja I fight is going to do the same thing. They use their little stance shift, the frontal guard, then they do their little silent step, murderous intent, you know, off to the side to try and CC behind my frontal guard into a block jump grapple and then the same combo that every single one of them fucking does. Like, now the ninjas are doing different things and that's interesting. I don't know. Obviously, if they did something like that, it would have to be super watched over and balanced, which I don't trust them to do, honestly, but I, I think more variety would be interesting. Um, Alright, here's my question. On just the classes that we each have had experience on. So, on Zerker, pre-awakening only, this would help grind speed a lot at Manchums and Histra? Oh, yeah. Because the... Uh, the spins. Your pre-awakening spin that has pretty good damage on it, and your awakening weapon, or not awakening, your fucking Rabom spin, which has pretty good damage on it, both in PvE. They're dog shit in PvP, but they're really good in PvE. Um, yeah, it would, it's, it, if this weapon came out next patch, Zerker's PvE capabilities would skyrocket. All the BR Zerkers that re-rolled off of Zerker would instantly roll back, just to go to Histria and get... 10k trash an hour at Histria. Right. Yeah. I don't I, know if that's a lot. Is that a lot? I don't grind I, Histria. How much? <laughs> 10k trash an hour? Yeah, that would be. Uh, I, I think. Oh, someone's giving me a ride on their Doom Horse right now. Oh, how fancy. I forgot it can get two seater. This is so busted. Yeah, I'm going to Vel. Dude, you should come. No. <laughs> come on. It di it's on every channel now. It's nice and smooth, lag free, fun, interactive experience. Yeah, after this, I got uh, 14 more pages of homework to do, so. So, all right. Um, <laughs> so, I think on Mystic, it would be not good. I think on Kuno, it would be not good, just because Kuno doesn't have enough pre-awakened skills to rotate smoothly, I don't think. Maybe a history. Um, what else? Sorka would be so good. Oh my god, this weapon would be so good on Sorka Histria. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would be too good on Warrior, nor do I think it would be too good on Wizard. Well, Wizard does do a ton of pre-awakened skills, but they need their awakening. So yeah, probably, yeah, probably not. But I think most, at least from what I've seen slash heard of, I've never grinded in the caves as a Wizard, but most of their DPS comes from their awakening. Cataclysm, Bolide, uh, Hellfire, etc. Yeah. Um, so, all right. I don't know. It's interesting. It's it's yeah. interesting that they're trying out like new things. I don't know. That's all I'm gonna say. We're one step closer to my dream, like getting these items that boost specific things, like having a crescent set. Like if your entire set of accessories were crescent set, and when you have it on. 
your sort gets uh like violation gets 15% more damage or something like that. We're getting closer, like Diablo style set buffs. Right. Yeah, and ah. then all they need to do is uh remove resistances and I'll be happy. Yes. Seriously, that's the last <laughs> thing. Like we're about to get all of this content because of the roadmap. Like I can't I have to express how excited I am for this roadmap because we're going to get it provided Korea doesn't get anything new from now until June, we will actually be caught up with them. Which would be insane. <laughs> and so I can't even believe I'm saying that. Doubt. Doubt. You think you think they'll get something new before then and now? Here's 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 what I'll here, here's what I'll pose to you. Okay. If I remember correctly, it was Nuver November 2016. November, yeah. Go on. Yeah, I think I remember that being a thing where Nuver was quote unquote delayed for like eight months. It was supposed yeah. to come out, didn't come out, delayed, 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 pushback, 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 pushback. Okay, here you go. Now you can have it like eight months later or some shit. Right. So, so you think I don't that'll know. happen again? Uh, I think mean, no. Yeah. Um, worried that it might, yes. I just don't have a lot of faith in these two companies. They have the shown us time and time again that they are extremely incompetent at what they do. And, uh, yeah, I've lost a lot of faith in them that they can do things properly. So I've when they show me something like this, I go, yeah, that'd be great if you can pull it off. I've gained <laughs> nothing but faith and trust. Also, yeah, of course you have. Fucking dude, white knight. <laughs> we're going to have so much cool stuff, man. The, see the thing that I would be surprised if it actually makes it on time is the Black Star area. Because we're supposed to have that by the end of June. That would actually blow yeah. my mind just because of how new it is. Yeah. Um, I got a question for you, Frost. How much does uh, Cacao and Prelibus pay you to come on this podcast every week and chill for them? So here's the thing that's interesting. <laughs> I, I actually pay them to do it. Oh, really? That's how much they've earned my trust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh. I recently re-rolled. Oh yeah, uh, that's true. That's I true. Full, I full re-rolled. Like I, I took everything. My sork no longer exists. Well, she still exists. She just doesn't have right. anything on. She's a level sixty-one now with a crappy number of skill points and no weapon. Yeah. And she has a. She's a velbot now because she has a fish costume. <laughs> and I, and I'm officially a kuno, which. It's great because it got me kicked out of Black Rose because they don't need Kunos. So I'm moving on Wait, with my you life. actually got kicked? I'm not kicked. I just got a stern talking to that was like, <laughs> you know, we don't really need Kunos. And I was like, I understand. I, I'm going to go elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you know, no. it's all right. It'll be their loss when I become number one Kuno NA. So that's that's why you were trying to trying to poach me? To another guild, you're like, hey, I'm just, I'm just saying, we might be able to make it happen. I'm gonna go to a guild where you actually meet Rex, dude. You should come. <laughs> well, apparently, I don't. To the guild you were talking about, I apparently, know you I actually don't still Rex. don't. Dude, get your gear up, you lazy clown. <laughs> I have to get my triogre back first, brother. What do you oh, mean? Oh my, yeah. Are you earning That's... those medals every day in that new guild? No, I'm not actually. <laughs> I'm running out very quickly. <laughs> 
Um, all right. So you wanted to talk about something not BDO related. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. We have to, man. We have okay. to. It's our duty as podcasters. I think every podcast on the internet is talking about this right now. We are going to talk about Avengers Endgame. Oh, shit. Uh, Frosty saw it. I saw it last night. And uh, I have some thoughts on it that I want to share with the world so everybody can be uh, have their opinions about me and my personality and everything <laughs> that I say. So, I want a uh, disclaimer here before we start that A, I am not an expert on Marvel. Why? I have seen most of the movies. I haven't seen all of them. I do enjoy them very much, um, but I'm by no means an expert. So, anyone who actually reads comic books or knows like the deep-seated lore of any of these characters is probably going to hate everything I say. Yeah. So, uh, first disclaimer is obviously spoilers. If you oh, don't yeah. want Marvel Avengers in-game spoilers, skip ahead right now. Uh, I don't know to what time. This is the last topic of the day. So, actually, this is the end of the video for you, basically. Yeah. You can resume when you hear me say Harry Potter dies at the end. Yeah. <laughs> So if you uh, if you don't want Avengers Endgame spoilers, go ahead and check out here. We appreciate you listening. Make sure you drop a comment, letting us know what you think, and go ahead and check out here. Because from here on to the end, we're gonna be talking about Endgame. So uh, I'm gonna give you five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. All right, Avengers Endgame uh, talking now. So I also am not a big Marvel fan. I'm not a big what? superhero fan in general. Why are you honestly. saying also? I am a Marvel fan. I just don't know all the ins and outs. That's all I'm saying. Well, no, I, I love mean Marvel. like a f no, like a fanboy. You know what I mean? Okay, got it. Like a cacao you know the white difference knight. between you know yeah. the difference between a fan and a fanboy like that. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I haven't read. I'm not a big comic book enthusiast. Uh, I barely read manga, and I consider myself to be a huge weeb. Uh, I just don't enjoy reading that much. Uh, even if it's like colorful pictures, so just, I just don't care for it. Um, I guess I'm not that autistic. So in game, what were your thoughts, Frosty? Tell us. Um, I enjoyed it. It was very long and I had to pee twice, so I didn't enjoy that. Um, I actually did have to pee twice. The first time it wasn't so bad. I just wanted to get <laughs> it out, but then I opened the floodgates and like legit had to pee for the rest of the movie and it was miserable. Um, <laughs> But I I thoroughly enjoyed them. I don't know what I can say. I feel so bad because it's still kind of new. So, spoiler, like, we're cool on spoilers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm giving the warning. We're about loved, to spoil the shit out of this movie. Okay, I loved, this, not even, like, really story-wise, but I actually loved <laughs> that Thor was fat for the whole movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> was yeah. so funny dude and the and the little raccoon guy this is why marvel fans are gonna hate us because i'm literally just gonna call him the little raccoon guy rocket rocket said you look like melted ice cream <laughs> <laughs> i was fucking dying and i actually thought like there's gonna be some stupid point in the movie where like lightning strikes his hammer and then boom he has a six pack and he's again. instantly ripped again yeah, yeah but he legit just stayed fat for the whole movie <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was thinking like, oh, there's gonna be a point. It's gonna be like the last fight, and then he's gonna like have this lightning strike, and then he's gonna be all clean shaven and handsome, and like look all good again. No, <laughs> no, he's still the same. They just braided his beard. That that's all they did. That's all the lightning did. Um, yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, so uh, overall, I loved the movie. 
I thought that the ending was pretty cool considering how much like hype it had. Um and I don't I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I loved it. I was kinda sad. I there were definitely parts where I was like legit, like my eyes were watering. I was like, dude, I can't I hate that this stupid fucking Marvel movie is making me well up. <laughs> It's annoying. <laughs> this is annoying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I overall liked it. The fight scenes were fucking awesome. It it was, I guess it could have been shorter. I keep hearing that, but I, I didn't mind it so much. Um, I yeah. loved it. I don't know. What about you? Yeah. You have some so, thoughts here. There's something going on. Yeah. So um, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Like uh, the comedy was like A plus tier. Standard Marvel, like hilarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fat Thor was just hilarious in every way possible um i do believe it could have been shorter uh like i feel like they probably could have chopped an hour off that movie and it still would have been perfectly fine but i actually so i went and watched it with my dad and on the way home we were talking about it and he actually brought up an interesting point he said like we were talking about the length of it and he said well actually i think it i think it made sense for it to be three hours and i was like what do you mean He's like, well, for people like me who don't like really keep up with all the movies, like like you know other people do, like you do. Speaking to me, uh, he was like, it actually made sense because it kind of like brought everything back around and like it made it clear like exactly what was happening, what was going on for people like me that don't didn't really pay attention to anything else before, and like it's kind of like a well-rounded like beginning, middle, and end instead of just like. I think a lot of people, like myself included, were like, they honestly could have just picked up at, like, they could have, here's what they could have just done. Beginning of the movie, Ant-Man comes back. He says, we can do time travel. Tony Stark f- figures out they can do time travel. They do, try- they do time travel, end fight scene, end of the movie. They probably could have done that two hours max. But he's, he brought up that a lot of the other storyline and setting things up and, you know, all that kind of stuff was important. Because it it was it would have been difficult for him to understand exactly the weight of everything that was going on without a without all of it, you know. Yeah. So I thought that that was kind of a a good point, a point well taken, honestly. Um. Yeah. Uh. So that as far as the length of the movie goes, that's what I think. Um. Fight scenes were absolutely on point. I wish there was more of it. I was told by a coworker that half the movie is fight scenes. It is not. Uh, <laughs> he, he fucking lied to me. There was a lot of talking. There was a lot of standing around. There was a lot of saying what was going to happen, which I understand is necessary in a movie, but I was hoping for a three hour long movie. It wasn't going to be like 30 minutes of fighting, which it kind of was. It was like 30, 45 minutes top of like actual action scenes. So, uh, kind of wish there was more of that, but, uh, what are you going to do? So, um, the, it, it, again, I don't know the source material on a lot of these things. Uh, my knowledge isn't very exquisite. I'm speaking purely from the a person who has watched only the movies. One thing that stood out to me, and it's not just Marvel, and it's not just Endgame that's done this over the past, like, five years. Um, and the, really the reason that I, I wanted to talk to you about it, cause I want to get your take on it specifically frosty is the, the pandering to people on the, on the extreme left. So there's one scene in particular My people. where, 
in the in the final <laughs> fight scene against Thanos, right? Uh-huh. Where I, I know uh, where Peter going. Parker Peter mm-hmm. Parker has the gauntlet and he's killing his suit rather, is killing all the monsters. He says like insta kill mode or something and his eyes turn red and then the suit just starts like obliterating the heads of everything that comes near him basically. Right. And uh Captain Marvel shows up and uh he gives her the gauntlet. And he says something along the lines of, like, well, I don't know how you're going to get through all of that, referring to, like, Thanos and Thanos' army and all that stuff, all the monsters and shit. And then, uh, I forget who it is, I forget her name, the the Wakandan uh, general lady, like, the top lady in charge or whatever. She's like, oh, she's not alone, she's got backup. And then it's her, and then it's all of the women, it's all the female superheroes. And it's right. supposed, like, I suppose what they're going for is it's supposed to be this moment of female empowerment and all this, that, and the other. Mm. I don't have an issue with that. I do have an issue with what is obvious pandering. And it, it boggles my mind that people would look at that scene and would go, wow, look at how progressive they are. Look, look, this is, see, this is what we need more of. This progressiveness from our movie theaters from our corporations, this is exactly what we need more of. It, like, to me, that's just, it's like, that moment literally made me go, oh, God. Like, it's just so obvious. Is it not just, like, obvious pandering? Am I reading it the wrong way? It feels just like obvious pandering. And the reason I want to talk to you about this is because you live in California, (laughs) which, no offense to California, is a very liberal place. At least in, like, the main Parts. cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, I, I want to get your take on that. Like, on... It, it doesn't specifically have to be about Endgame, but just, like, because a lot of movies have done it over the past five years. Just this pandering to this absolutely, in my opinion, rabid group of people. In this uh, particular instance, this this feminist, like, this third-wave feminism that is just all about, you know, uh, women are better than men and all this, that, and the other, and women empowerment. And it's like... They, I, I, it's just so weird to me. I want your take on it. God, all right. Where do I begin? So first, I actually saw that scene in a very different light than you, probably because I'm from California. So when I saw that scene, I thought, "Wow, really? None of the men are gonna step up and help." Bunch of pussy bitches, dude. No, that's sexist. Look, I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, it was obviously pandering, like way over the top pandering. And I actually think it was even coming from like a, a liberal point of view, which is not necessarily my point of view. But like I looked over at my girlfriend and she was like rolling her eyes like, LOL, really? Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's a weird thing because you're you're always walking on eggshells now right with everything you do so it's almost like if you don't put something like that in the movie then you're kind of painted as a bad guy so or girl yeah so i don't know yeah i I mean it's it, it was an eye roller for sure i mean first of all that that movie that series already has like the the women figures are strong in and of themselves without some scene that says like hey don't forget that the women are strong right right like you have scarlet yeah, who's like, literally basically right before that scene captain marvel destroys the entire yeah. ship that the army came in on 
by just flying well, through it. But not even just yeah. that, but like strong personalities and leadership. Like you have the Valkyrie chick who's a badass. You have the Wakandan chick who's a badass and doesn't take shit from anybody. You have Scarlett Johansson's character who like actually is a badass and runs the show. Like she legit runs the show, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it felt like... uh I don't know. It was almost like one of those, like there was a meeting that was like, hey, do you guys think that we have enough like strong women leadership representing, represented, <laughs> or represented in this movie? And they're like, I don't, let's just be safe and put them all together for a scene, you know? <laughs> it, yeah, it, it felt a little bit like that for sure. Okay. Um, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't like crazy in this. Yeah. And I know most people on the conservative side of things are going to have this opinion. So I kind of wanted to see what you wanted to think because I think you're a little bit more liberal than like, I'm. I'm not super liberal, but maybe more than you. I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm a punk rocker, dude. I hate everybody equally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I believe in equal at, hatred at, at heart. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, so no, I, I don't really identify with the left or the right in any meaningful way. But I'll say this: like my girlfriend, def- like leans left, and she rolled her eyes and some of her friends we were talking about it and they were like yeah that part was like really so i i think that that's more universal because that's like not just hey we have caught captain marvel as a female instead of a male that's a hey here's this really cheesy scene that's just not good (laughs) you know (laughs) don't forget don't forget that we're for women and you know it was like okay it was very like virtue sick Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I think my favorite thing about that scene, though, my absolute favorite thing about that scene is the fact that they couldn't even do it. They they failed. They got beat. They lost to Thanos. They, I know. They, it was it was Tony Stark who he was, did it. He was punching yeah. everyone saying, I'm a man. <laughs> Dude, that... So, at the end of the day, all these strong women characters getting together, oh, female empowerment, couldn't do the job that one dude did. <laughs> All right, you need to stop. Tony failed the first time, okay? Without Captain Marvel there, none of this would have been possible. They would have been getting yeah, clapped, yeah, all right? Yeah. Look, here I just I'm trying to rile people up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> to get to get uh, a little bit back to the the movie movie, dude, I loved that scene where Thanos snapped and then realized he didn't have the stones. I thought that oh, that scene yeah. was so sick, dude, and you saw them like going up Iron Man's hand. Like it was done so perfect, the editing and everything. Because you kind of yeah. got chills in that moment because you're sitting there like, you can't tell me you weren't thinking like, oh my God, they're actually going to let this happen again. <laughs> For a minute there, I was like, wait a minute, this is actually going to happen again. And yeah. then it didn't. I still think the most, like, I, I think the biggest, like, no way moment was actually at the very beginning. Movie opens up and it's Hawkeye with his daughter. And I instantly was like, <gasps> no. <laughs> and my dad was sitting next to me and he just looked at me. He was like, what? He's like, is this the movie? I was like, shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> like, I knew I was like, are they actually about to show this? Like, I know, dude, that scene, his family? It, dude, that, that has to be like, uh, I, I don't know, just the, the quickest ever. I've gone to like emotional in a movie, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, well, like the, the, tone. The, the franchise has history and stuff. So I've already seen it and I've established that, you know, you're like feel for the character and the family and stuff. But it was like, oh man, 
like now I remember everything sucked at the end of the last movie. <laughs> yeah, it set the tone immediately. Yeah, that is like, like Iron Man <sighs> reuniting with Spider Man, which is kind of interesting too because there it's not even like the relationship was that strong really like if you watch the spider-man movies the newer ones and iron man it was like it was there but it wasn't like it's not like father son but you still felt like this crazy emotion when they reunited you know it was like holy shit this oh, is yeah. for sure there was i i think avengers uh in game had a lot of moments that were like that a lot of moments that were like a lot of little moments very quick that were like very impactful um you know whenever Tony passes away. Um, whenever you know, Tony, like you said, uh, Tony and uh, 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 Spider-Man reunite. Uh, whenever Captain America doesn't come back, I think that was another moment where I was like, "Oh no!" Like I knew instantly. Like as soon as he disappeared and he was like back in five, four, three, two, one, and then he didn't show back up, I was like, "He stayed. He stayed in the past." And then, yeah. sure enough, he, he's sitting there on the bench, like, you know, like, uh, 60 years older or whatever. Like, little moments like that that just made you, like, really appreciate the franchise and the movie, despite all of the things that I think were bad about it or about the franchise and its history or whatever. Like, the movie was really, really good, I think, overall. Yeah, um, still, I liked it. Seeing it in theaters made me uh, remember my hatred of movie theaters. Uh, so I'm glad I got that out of the way. Usually once every 10 years, I go see a movie in a movie theater and I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I don't do this anymore. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, uh, think I much would have rather just watch it at home on my computer, honestly. Uh, just cause movie theaters annoy the shit out of me. Cause it's literally a room full of people eating popcorn and candy and choking and coughing and children God. talking you're it's a curmudgeon, just... dude. That is the experience. I love going to the movie. I love that experience. My only problem now is that we have an Arclight, and for whatever reason, Arclight's popcorn is shit. It's so bad. <laughs> I, dude, I don't even I'm understand why. I love popcorn at movie theaters, and the Arclight popcorn is dog shit. I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, the first 10 minutes of the movie, some jackass on the other side of the theater, his phone went off like four times. I literally told myself, if this dude's phone goes off a fifth time, I'm actually going to say, turn off your phone, you fucking jackass. Like, I was actually, I was like, I'm going to fucking yell this shit across the movie theater if this fucker's phone goes off one more time. Right. Because it wasn't like a very quick in succession, like, he realized, like, oh shit, my fucking phone's on, and like, he muted it really quickly. It was like, ring ring, like, two minutes later. Ring ring, three minutes later. Ring, ring. It's like, oh my god, child, turn off your ringer for the right. love of Christ. So, um, what what's the character's name that that uses the wings? The Captain America's friend, the the Falcon. black guy, Falcon. Okay, so Sam. one of the things that I thought was stupid because he's like handing Falcon his shield at the end, right? It's yeah. sort of like, I'm passing this down to you, you're next in line. But, like, no, he's not, because he doesn't have any superpowers. <laughs> so, okay, this is where I bring up the fact that I'm not a big Marvel fan. Uh -huh. I haven't, before Infinity War, I hadn't seen a single Marvel movie in probably five years. So, there was a lot of things I was very confused on. For instance, the female Iron Man flying around in the final fight. I was like, who the fuck is that? Who? 
the fuck is that? I don't recognize this suit. I don't recognize this person. Who is this? And it wasn't until, like, I was literally racking my brain throughout the entire fight sequence trying to figure out who it is. And I was like, is it Pepper? It might be Pepper. And then at the end, whenever she takes off the helmet, I was like, it is fucking Pepper. I fucking knew it. So, like, there was a lot of things like that. And that was one of them, what you're talking about. Like, I, I, maybe I just missed the movie. I don't remember Captain America and Sam getting so close. I just oh, don't yeah. recall no, no, no. that they got, happening. They got Did it? Did you watch Captain America? Or no, you didn't, right? He's... I watched the first one. Okay, yeah, I think they get close in the in the second one. The Winter Soldier. <clears throat> I can't remember. They get close in in one or two of them. I watched them all like back to back to back like a year ago. So they kind of run together. I watched Captain America and then I watched Civil War, which I think was the third Captain America movie. Yeah, so, Civil War is so good, dude. Yeah, Civil oh, War so- is actually. I honestly think. Civil War is probably my favorite Marvel movie, honestly. Like, that one yeah. was actually really cool. Um, no, I, uh, I didn't have a problem. They were close. Like, that I understood. They were, like, buddies. My thing was just, he doesn't have any powers. Like, that shield is basically, I, if I was the guy in that scene, I would be like, uh, okay, thanks, man. I'll, I'll put this on my fridge when I get home. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I, first of all, it's super heavy, and you're, like, super strong, so you can hold it. I can't. <laughs> so like, maybe what? they'll juice him up I don't Dude. know and then the other thing was when all of a sudden Captain America could use Thor's hammer and cast lightning and stuff and Thor says I knew it I was sitting there and I've seen almost every Marvel movie and I'm sitting there like you knew what how does he have this power well no he um, in the very first Avengers Captain America was the only person able to move the hammer even slightly like they were I I specifically remember that from the first uh, Avengers movie they were all taking turns trying to pick it up and nobody could and then Captain America was able to make it move like a little bit and Thor looked at him like like what the fuck like how is that even possible I remember that scene specifically but it was a very like small scene in that movie and that was a long time ago after all so I don't blame you for not remembering it but yeah I do remember that so, because it, so, it's like the hammer chooses but, who's worth. Only the worthy can wield the hammer. Right, is I, the thing. I understand that. So, okay, so he can pick up the hammer. I'm, I'm fine with that. But he also can control lightning because yeah, of the hammer. Was, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like that part was weird. So yeah, I was like, okay, I guess a little. He's also uh, Odin's a son. God. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that part I also was kind of like. Uh, like, I was like, oh, yeah, dude, we're about to see him dual wield the, the shield and the hammer. This is going to be fucking badass. And all of a sudden, he starts, like, throwing lightning around. And I'm like, whoa, okay. I didn't know the hammer did that. Yeah. Again, maybe this just shows our, our lack of knowledge in the, the lore. Yeah. But I always thought it was Thor that controlled the lightning, not the hammer. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking, like, what kind of batteries this hammer have, you know? <laughs> Also, the other thing that I I thought was funny was when they were talking about the splitting up of timelines or whatever, which, by the way, I got to talk about that as well. Uh, Whatever, they're talking about the splitting up of timelines, and then Thor, the the fat Thor, takes the hammer from the different timeline. And I'm like, dude, that Thor is going to be wandering around for probably, like, a good while until Captain America comes and returns the fucking hammer and the stone and shit. 
before the the timeline like goes back to normal you know i was just thinking about like they should just make that like a separate like thing like thor loses his hammer it just doesn't exist anymore you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah like for that thor he's just like what he's just like holding his hand out for like 10 minutes he's just like where is my hammer (laughs) dude i was dying laughing too when they uh (laughs) <laughs> when when they turned Ant-Man into a baby and then like oh, yeah. Ant-Man popped out or whatever as a baby and he's like look what happened and he's like it's fine it's like he's a baby and then Hulk's like he'll grow <laughs> like, <laughs> shit was so funny dude yeah, Ant-Man had a lot of really funny things I, yeah, dude, I, my he's favorite good. part of that whole scene was when he's like uh, somebody peed my pants I'm not <laughs> sure if it was baby me or old me or maybe just me, me. <laughs> <laughs> I know that shit was funny, dude. Uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, the one thing I did want to ask you about, and this is more about like movies in general, is like it. So Avengers Endgame, and I didn't see this coming. Actually, I tried as hard as I could to not pay attention to any Endgames, anything. Uh, it's about time travel. That is kind of a played out theme at this point. And I find it funny, at least a little bit ironic, that they made this movie about time travel. And then in the actual movie itself, they specifically pointed out and like named all of these movies that have dealt with time travel in the past and said, no, none of that makes sense. None of that. that that's fucking retarded. Yeah. None of which was a Marvel. Yeah, and I'm just, like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, dude, you're gonna use the exact same, like, the the same old premise, been around for God knows how long, as long as we've had science, as long as we've had electricity, probably, and fucking, you're gonna go back and, like, name call and, like, shame all of these movies, like, that have done it before you, like, I don't know, that was just, like, that felt like, I was like, wow, like, you know that moment when somebody just, like, unjustly, like, insults another person out of nowhere, when, like, you know they have problems of their own? <laughs> That's right. what that felt like to me. I was just like, wow, dude, really? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think they did it in a really, really joking way, though, so I don't think it was anything to be offended. Like, that was another line, too, from Ant-Man, where it's like, you're telling me. You're telling me back everything in Back to the Future was crap? That shit yeah. was so funny or whatever. I don't know. I mean, time travel is like one of those. It's tricky, dude. Because you get into like these weeds of well, like. Well, because we don't have. It doesn't actually exist. Well, yeah, it doesn't exist. And like, so the rules of it are based on, I guess, ideas of what it might be or how it might work if it were a thing. But it's like, I don't know. They They had different rules for there, but. If you watch, they time travel in Doctor Strange and they time travel in X-Men, uh, what's the X-Men called? The the second, no, Days of Future Past. Which, by the way, have you seen that movie? Nope. That movie does time travel really well and it's really cool because they have the old cast of X-Men from the original three movies and the new cast. So when they time travel, they like swap between the two and it's freaking awesome. Because like, you know the the old guy that plays Magneto? Like you've probably seen what his face looks like, the really old dude. Yeah. In the old uh so him and Michael Fassbender. You better watch out, man. I'm pretty sure that dude's a knight. 
Watch yeah, when uh, well, when he travels back in time, it's Michael Fassbender. But when he's like in the future, he's that old guy, and it's so good, dude. Uh, isn't his name? I want to say it's like Ian. Something. Ian. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure, it's Ian something. But yeah, I haven't seen an X Men movie since Logan. Honestly, oh, Logan's so, so good too. Pretty good. Um, but yeah, uh, I also didn't watch Doctor Strange again. I, I haven't seen a Marvel movie in a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of surprised um, you wanted to talk about Endgame. I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was a... Uh, I don't know. Like, what... It, I think it was a good movie. I also think... And this is where people are going to hate me. I think it's being overblown. I don't think it's, like, the greatest thing since sliced bread, which is what I was told it was going to be. Um, But it was a good movie. So, I don't know. Uh, like, 7.5 out of 10. 8 out of 10. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. It was pretty good. I just, I, I don't, uh, I think people are, like, blowing it out of proportion, honestly. Which I understand if you're way more invested into Marvel than I am, then it might mean a lot more to you. Um, but as just, like, a casual movie watcher, and as somebody who doesn't care too much about Marvel as a franchise, I've watched a bunch of Marvel movies. I don't care that much about them. I don't find them that interesting. And I honestly, at this point, I find the whole superhero uh, theme kind of like played out. It's really tired at this point. Um, it was a pretty good movie, but nothing to write home to mom about, honestly. Right. Oh, Vel is doing Vel things for me. I'm now officially on someone else's boat. Congrats. And my character's deciding uh, to lay down. So, uh, really quickly, uh, before we cut off the end of this uh, podcast, make sure you don't spoil anything in the comments of this video. If I see any comments in the video, uh, you're going to get banned, and God help you if I figure out that you're also in the Discord, because you're going to get banned on there too. Keep it spoiler free. I know it's been out for like two weeks now or whatever, or a week, over a week, a little over a week, whatever. Uh, we're going to keep it spoiler free. Uh, for people that haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Because even when I went to watch it this weekend, like, we had to, uh, the tickets were not readily available. So I can only imagine what it's like in other cities that might not have as many theaters or might have a higher population than the city that I live in by. So people maybe just haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. And we don't want to ruin the experience for those people. So try and keep it spoiler free. Uh, of course, if you can keep it spoiler-free and still have a discussion in the comments, then that's perfectly fine. Um, if you want to join the Discord and have a discussion in there that's spoiler-free, that's perfectly fine. But just try and keep it spoiler-free in the areas where people who might not have seen it have, you know, aren't going to accidentally find themselves in a spoiler. So just try and keep that in mind if you can. Um, anyway, that's uh, that's about it. That's all we got. Um and this podcast has gone on long enough. I turned my fans off for this podcast, so I'm burning up right now. Can we get a round of applause for that? I'm pretty sure I, 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 I'm sweating. I'm starting to sweat anyway, because my fans have been off for like two hours now. So I'm getting really, really hot. Um, so we're going to have to end it here. Frosty, you got anything you want to say to the peoples? No, I'm trying to. <laughs> Trying to swim towards Vel to get my loot, dude. I'm so scared. Am I going to get anything? Give me that heart. Uh -huh. Give me that heart. Um, No, just uh, make sure you comment on the YouTube page. Again, we love that. 
Um, we love replying to that. Make sure you spread the word, share the podcast with people, try to get uh, people to participate and listen and whatever. We're, we can't really spam Reddit all the time to try to bring in new people. And yeah, so spread the word. If you like it, let people know, share it in your Discord with your guild and stuff. And we deeply, deeply appreciate it. Yep. And uh, we will have a guest next week. I'm not 100% sure on who it is going to be yet. Uh, I'm kind of banking on one particular individual that I talked to a while ago. Uh, I haven't talked to him recently, so I'm going to have to get back in touch with him. Uh, but we have a lot of really interesting uh, guests lined up, none of which I will let you know. Uh, one of which is Sphero. I guess I can let you know that. I do plan on bringing Sphero on at some point. We just got to find the right time to make it happen. Uh, Sphero is a very good warrior and he seems to be very interested in coming and hanging out with us So we do plan on having him on at some point, but none of the other guests You'll never know who the other guests are until the episode comes out So you're gonna have to live with it, but anyway guys, that's gonna do it for this podcast Make sure you leave a comment telling us, you know, what your thoughts on everything we talked about here Again, if it's related to Avengers Endgame, try and keep it relatively spoiler free We appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to, you know, hang out with us, listen to us babble on about whatever the hell we're babbling on about. And, uh, yeah, guys, we'll catch you next time. Thanks a lot for watching. Here I'll stay.